Well, welcome to another episode of the No Feeding Tubes Show. I'm your host, Yvonne McLaren, and I'm here to help you live your best food life following or during head and neck cancer treatment. Thanks for listening. It's great to have you here. This is a lived experience and one that I think is better shared. And if you like the show, consider supporting it by showing me the love on the show link. Every little bit helps. So grab your favourite beverage or your walking shoes and let's get started. Well, hello there. I'm Yvonne McLaren and this is episode 16 of the No Feeding Tubes show. And I've entitled this episode uh, SECL, S-E-C-L, and that's an acronym that I made up for the Social Eating Checklist, SECL. I want to talk about the roadmap and the progress that I made with my own food journey after head and neck cancer treatment. The one thing that really bothered me through the whole process was there was nothing to guide me. And I know I've talked about this before in other episodes around making sure you know where you are on your pathway. But that was the one thing that really bothered me the whole way through was there's nothing really to guide me. I, You know, there's information all over the place. So I have written down in an in a, um, easy-to-follow guide, if you like, a roadmap, I've called it, on how I went from a pig tube feeder back to oral eating and eating socially again, which is what... I am doing now. So today, episode 16, social eating checklist. Um, And it refers to um, my food guide, how to manage your way through the overwhelm of food progress after head and neck cancer treatment. I'm going to talk about three things today, the what, what I created, uh, the three processes that I divided it up for you to include and the actual guide itself and what's on there and why it's useful. So what? I created a roadmap. I've created a guide to food living with the head and neck cancer treatment side effects and it really covers the three diets as I discovered the survival diet the recovery diet and the maintenance diet. And there are three quite distinct diets that you have to manage in this process. Now, I wasn't aware of that when I was going through it. Would have been very helpful information to have known when I, as a foodie and as a chef, was trying to work out what I'm meant to be eating, how I'm meant to be eating that, how do I manipulate food, how do I get that food into a format depending on the particular food stage that I'm going through. And look, I guess in many ways I'm lucky, I'm saying in inverted commas for those listening on the podcast, in that uh, all my swallow tests indicated that there was absolutely no reason why I couldn't be swallowing. I had a second biopsy uh, 
after my treatment, which put me back literally months and months and months. So I had a peg feeding tube for a bit longer than I had wanted, but it did save me. So that's what it is. It's a guide. It's a roadmap. It's, and it includes a bonus checklist of the, uh, the four areas that I identified in my program and my method, the Mind Food Body Program. But it's a checklist and that took me a long time to um, really uh, condense that information down into um, a checklist that you can print off and look at and go, right, have I done that? Have I done that? Am I doing that? Um, and you can mix and match and work around and work out where you are and, and what things you should be looking at. Because as we know, if we're up to our eyeballs in opium, or opioids rather, not opium, um, medication, it sometimes becomes a little bit of a challenge to remember what we've done, where we're going and what we're doing. So that's the what? The roadmap the checklist and the guidelines that I've written over those quite three distinct diets and those diets are the survival, the recovery and the maintenance diet and I'm now currently in the maintenance diet. How? How did I do this? I sat down on a very wet rainy day here in Australia and I looked at everything that I had created over the last couple of years, all my resources. If you follow me on Facebook or you follow me on Instagram or you uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, you'll notice that I put in a free resource as it relates to whatever topic I'm talking about at the time. So what I did was I collated all those resources and as time goes on, I get better at the detail and the communication of that information to you, the listeners, if you like, and the other people going through this horrendous journey. So I broke it down, and I'm just looking at my notes here, into three manageable, swallowable, swallowable, that's a word that I just made up, digestible sections that I thought were the best way to communicate the information to you. So the guide covers... The processes, the four steps that I took, the four processes, the cooking, the four cooking areas that I thought were really important to cover um, those three diets, and the actual doing. What did I actually do and how did I do it to get from here to there? So that's what the checklist is. It just gives you... um, the the pathway, your mind, your food and your body and the things underneath those areas that I determined were the most important and the things that I did to get from point A to point B. So that's why I've called it the social eating checklist because I think in my lived experience that you've had to have done all of those things to get yourself to a point where you're you're in any way comfortable eating out socially or as I'm starting to do now, you know, um, without COVID being around, but I'm starting to travel again. So I'm now going on another new journey around working with food, travelling with food and, and what is that going to look like for me now going forward. So that was the how. 
The what is creating the roadmap. Here's the checklist for you. The second bit was the how, how I did it. I broke it up into those three sections, the process, the cooking and the doing. And underneath those three areas, I've listed out a range of things that I did uh, that got me from point A to B. So the process, for example, the four-step process from peg tube fetting back to oral eating, how I did that. Uh, you know, the four P's to making progress, what are they? The S's to, preg, uh, to, to peg transitioning and the three-step process to meal planning. So they are the things that I included under the process. And if you follow me on YouTube, you'll see some of those episodes, but I've condensed all of this into a printable, downloadable resource for you Um to access. Um, the second section is the cooking, and I talk about the principles of cookery. So if you're a bit of a novice to cooking, I talk about the cooking methods, the techniques, and the ones that worked for me after radiation for dry mouth and for reduced saliva and for reduced chew and reduced swallow. What cooking principles can you apply to make life a bit easier for you food-wise? I talk about the five mother sources. I talk about the importance of stock and soup and where that fits into your cooking journey as part of this overall roadmap and how to choose recipes for meal planning. What is that likely to look like for you? What are the sort of things that you should be looking for and identifying in your recipe selection? Now, this can apply to you as a patient and or as a carer. What are the things that you should be looking for to ensure that your meal planning is hitting those marks that your speech-language pathologist is telling you or your dietitian is telling you, telling you or your entire medical team is telling you? How do you hit those targets that you've been asked to hit and what are the sorts of things that you should be looking for uh, in your recipe research and in your cooking uh, mise en place or preparation or processes that are going to ensure that you hit those target marks? And the third thing is the doing. What did I do? How did I get from sitting in the corner with a peg tube feeder pouring commercial formula into my stomach back to eating out publicly again with other people? And in the doing, I talk about four strategies, uh, the first one being the six strategies that I use for social eating how to eat and drink with others and the sorts of things that you should be looking for, the sorts of things that you can do to make that process a bit easier and that transition to that activity a bit easier. Creating your elevator pitch. Do you know what an elevator pitch is? Social eating cards, what they might look like. I've included that and the Being Social Checklist, the sequel, as the added bonus into the resource. Now, I'm not giving this entire resource away for free because I've collated it and added bits into it. This is a ebook that I've created that I thought would be really helpful. Uh, it sort of adds to a, a bundle of books that I'm creating around food and 
really it it talks about the lived experience that I've had um, using my experience as a chef and as an intrepid traveller and how I'm managing to overcome some of these obstacles. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to tell you about this guidebook that I've written. And if you decide to undertake some of my programs, be it the basic, um, the plus or the premium program, I will bundle this guide into probably the premium and the um, plus one, I suspect. Uh, So that will come free as part of you undertaking that entire program. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. And the reason why I think this is so important, and there's a number of reasons, but it enables you to take control of your food journey. I don't know if you're a bit like me, but At some point, I got really sick of people telling me what to do, what to eat, how to do it, and everyone else was managing my body, my life, and in the beginning, yes, that is necessary. But eventually, as you start to heal and feel better and get better, I wanted to be more involved. I wanted to be involved in my food journey. And that meant everything from emotions to social to participation to travel to, you know, there was a range of things that went with the food. It wasn't just about sustenance for me. It was about all those things that go hand in hand with eating food and eating food with your family, loved ones, friends, etc., business, social, you name it. It also means if you've got a checklist and a guide, you can prioritise when your energy levels are high. And now I have to go back a bit and think about this, but I know when I was going through chemo and radio, uh, I think I used to come home and basically have something to eat um, that was generally formula. Well, it was formula in my peg. And then I'd just go to bed and sleep for hours. So my high energy times were early in the day, early in the morning. So it means that you, if you've got a checklist and you know where you are on your path and you can put it on your fridge and go, right, what can I achieve today that's going to get me closer to that end goal? It means that you can prioritise your energy levels and when you're most up and most uh, able to focus, concentrate and actually have the energy to do things. It also gives you a positive reinforcement that you're making some progress. If you've got a checklist and you're ticking things off and you've gone, right, I've done that, Um, I can do that next week or I can do that next month or I'm doing that now, you know it tells you that you're making progress because we know that this journey is often three steps back, two steps forward, three steps back, two steps forward. You are making incremental progress but sometimes... From a mental and physical perspective, it's really hard to ascertain whether or not you're making progress. And it's easy to get defeated and it's really easy to fall in the hurt corner and go, this is just way too bloody hard. Uh, And don't get me wrong, I've been there and I still go there some days, but I've also learned that tomorrow is going to be another day and I know that I'm making progress. I know because I'm filming myself and I watch myself and I look at the way 
I use my mouth and how I speak and how I enunciate my words and what my skin looks like and all those things. And that's all about my food journey and how I've progressed and created this path for myself to ensure I know where I am and what I'm doing and what progress I'm making. The other reason it's really important is that it reduces the mental overwhelm. And you know that um, by reducing your need to think about all those tasks that you need to undertake to get back to eating normally, if they're written up and you've got some sort of way of looking at it visually and going, right, I've done that, and you can mentally check it off. You don't have to physically check it off, although I do advise to physically tick the box uh, and write notes about what you're doing because you will have a journal because I've asked you to get one so you can keep um, recording your progress. So that's today's um, episode and I'm going to wrap that up there. Um, it's all about the social eating checklist. Sequel, I've decided to call it and it's my roadmap, my food guide that I've put together, curated especially for you, with everything that you need to know in an easy-to-follow book and format with a couple of little bonuses in there, uh, one being my famous chicken stock recipe. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that and I wanted to talk about and the, and the takeaways for you today are make sure you know where you are on your pathway. Understand that there are three distinct diets when you're going through this. Um, there's a process that I broke down into those three segments. The process, the cooking and the actual doing. Um, so all of those things I've, I've incorporated into this guide. I hope you find it useful. I'm so pleased you hung out with me today and watched this and listened to this. And as always, eat well. Uh, I'm going to put the checklist in a link below here for you. And um, if you think to or you'd like to purchase that entire ebook, that will be available on my website and in a link that I will add to some of my social media. Okay, everybody, I'm going to wrap that up. Enough of me talking today. Eat well, have a look at SQL, grab yourself the checklist and work out where you are on your journey. Uh, and sure, the next episode, I'll say, over the cheek.